This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Afternoon, everyone. Welcome to our pre-match press conference to preview our fixture this weekend against Chelsea. And we'll start off with Vinny from Sky Sports, please. Hi, Frank. Good to see you. Thank you. Uh, Obviously, Chelsea last season was a big moment in the campaign as well. Um, I just wonder, how do you see the challenge this time around? Because obviously we can bill it as a real opportunity to lay down a marker right from the off. Yeah, well, it's a a really tough game to start the season. Nice to be at home in front of our home fans. Um, Nice to to have a relative clean slate at the start of the season. I I never felt that we had that in my period at the club before. So it's important not to rest on that. But... Um, understand it's a difficult game. Um, Chelsea will always be a difficult um, opponent um, because of the quality of the squad, the quality of the manager. Um, we just have to take it as that, an opportunity to get a, hopefully a good start in front of our fans. A disappointment this week though with the injury to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Can you give us a time frame on that injury and how's it upset preparations really? <clears throat> well yeah, I mean <clears throat> losing a player like Dominic of his quality in the, in the week going into the first uh, game is a is obviously going to affect you, <coughs> excuse me, and um, I think we're probably looking at around six weeks for the injury. Um, and I saw a lot of crazy rumours yesterday, but that's what we're, we're. It's been assessed over a couple of days, and that's where we're at. So um, it comes with the territory of of having a squad and training uh, at this level, and um, we'll have to work around it. And other players will have to to step up and do the job. And hopefully, that six weeks passes relatively quickly, and we get Dominic back. It's not related to, to the injuries that he suffered last no, season. No, though. Dominic was looking great, really fit, really strong. Um, I've taken him out for one pre-season game as a precaution, um, but through the through pre-season, we were constantly commenting on how good he looks and, and seems, and you know, very positive. So it's a knock for everybody, and particularly for him, you know, because uh, any player, I know the feeling you you're getting pumped up and ready for a new season, you miss a game. So for him, I feel, but we'll support him as we always do, um, and then. Um, as I say, as a team and squad, we just have to look at the games that are in front of us. I know Richarlison would have been banned anyway <coughs> if he was still here, but does the injury to Dominic kind of emphasise the need to get in further striking reinforcements? And with that in mind, is Armando Brogia one of those targets that you could possibly be looking to bring in? Well, I wouldn't speak about other targets individually, but I think in the area of the pitch, yeah, I think we were obviously aware of, of what we have. We lost Richarlison, who was versatile across the front as well. So... I know we put in Dwight, but we're very aware of areas where we want to strengthen. And I suppose, yeah, look, going into the first game with Salomon suspended as well makes it pretty clear um, that that might be one of the areas we look at. I'm going to throw a few more names at you, though, anyway. Obviously, Onana is one, another player that's being linked to, to bring in in midfield. Idrissi Gay, I wonder what's happening as regards the potential for him coming in. And Connor Cody, a reinforcement at the back. Any truth in, in that as well? I think you know the answer. I'm sure you've got to ask the question, but um, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't. It's, it's, it's standard procedure, is it not? And I think only right and respectful to not speak about other players individually. I think a lot of clubs with this window going into the season a few weeks um, will be making movements um, in the first few weeks of the season. I don't agree with it, but it is what it is. Some clubs probably keep their cards close to their chest because of that and, and waiting to, uh, to see what happens at the end of the, of the window on deadline day. So, I don't know. We, we know where we want to get to. It's much better to keep that probably pretty private at this point. I know that's not the answer that you want. But to bring in further players, you're going to have to move other players on. And we spoke a lot about availability last season. So, <coughs> I wonder if there's any light you can shed on the futures of the likes of Yerry Mina and Andre Gomez who haven't always been as available as you would have liked. No, there is, there is no light because <coughs> while players are... are, are 
our players and playing for Everton Football Club, then they need to be ready to play. And Andre, unfortunately, has an injury. Yeri doesn't. Yeri's fit to play. And um, while they're here, they give everything. And with the players I've got here, that's something that I absolutely saw in the end of the season. They give everything for this club and they have to continue to do so. In terms of the balance of the squad, that's for us to take a general view on. But whilst players are ours, then they're absolutely ours. But in terms of being able to do that further business and then strengthening the squad, do you have to move some of that squad on? No, there's no have to about it. Again, it's a, it's a continued assessment and a balance of a squad that you feel is competitive in terms of number and in terms of quality, but not, uh, not, not too big in terms of numbers because that can be a problem. Um, and we're not at a stage, or I'm not at a stage, to sit here and go, that's that, 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 and cut and dry. We have to assess it as we go along. How happy are you with the business that you've all already done? And I suppose, have you got an indication as to whether you feel that the squad is better equipped now to challenge higher up the table this time around than it did last season? Well, I'm, I'm pleased with the players you brought in because that's what we're here for. We're here to, to assess the squad and make the right decisions. And as a coach, I'm a big part of that decision-making process. And James, we got early, which is great. And he's already behind the scenes and on the pitch in pre-season showed a lot of the qualities I expected from him. So I'm very pleased with him. And Ruben and Dwight, I think, in our last game against Kiev showed glimpses of what they can do. And, and hopefully they'll only get better as they settle into the squad. In terms of last season, we, we finished where we were for a reason. We lost Richardson, who's a big player for us. So I think it's very important that we keep a real calm and balance about where we want to get to because we have to assess where we are once the window shuts and where we want to be and be realistic about that. But the job is not to, for me to sort of um, just predict too far into the future. But the job, my job is to concentrate on Chelsea and then Aston Villa and then Nottingham Forest. And that's important for us to try and get a start that makes us feel confident and, and better than we did at times in the in the second half of last season. Is it one game at a time or can you give us general aims as to what you want to achieve, what you feel will be a success this season? Yeah, I, I think they're pointless at this point. You know, I, I just think that the, the game that's ahead of you is always the most important one and to get ahead of that for us would be taking your eye off the ball, which is the next game. And that's exactly what I'm doing and I'll, it's exactly what I'll tell the, the players and the squad to do. And our fans, let's focus on Chelsea and trying to make a really good atmosphere as we as we managed to make last year in the running, it was something that was incredible. And then the players' part of the bargain is to play with passion, try and win football matches. Finally, for me, Frank, obviously the Premier League have announced that players will no longer be taking a knee before a game. Could you just give us your view on, on that decision? I think it was a captain's decision, <laughs> the captains as a, as a group. Um, I, I agree with what I've heard of it in principle. It's like, can we make it an action that um, makes a difference, that feels like it's an impactful action? I think it's going to be there for certain games going forward. And I think that's just the right course that they've taken. Thank you. Thanks, Vinny. We'll go mind? to Sorry. Simon at Premier League Productions, please. Sorry, I said a quick sip or I'm going to topple over everybody. I think I'm right. Um, Frank, you mentioned it right at the start there about a, a clean slate for you, effectively, your team, your squad, I suppose. How important is that? Well, the clean slate's important because I think it should hopefully give us a, a fresh idea, a fresh well, hopefully feeling of confidence, we're all, we're all level. And at, at times last year, it felt like we were chasing, especially when you're five points from safety. So, you know, that's something that we overcame and that was a testament to the spirit of the, the group, the players, the club, fans. Um, so now it looks slightly different, but the, re the realities of football remain the same. And you say it's my squad, yeah, we've had, we've had time to work on the training pitch for a, a pre-season. There's still things we want to do going forward to, to, for me personally, to try and make us play more the way I want us to play to be more consistent in what we can deliver uh, and that will be a mixture of work and obviously the players I'm talking about that we hopefully can 
can maybe strengthen the squad with. Any player that comes in has to improve us or has to be part of the direction that we want to go in. So um, those, are, those are things for us to, to think about. But my first job is always to keep working with the players that we have here. And that's why I talk about going game to game and Chelsea being the next one. So with that in mind then, how satisfied or how have you felt about how pre-season has gone for you? Um, I'm satisfied. You know, we had um, a couple of difficult results in America, but one of them was due to playing Arsenal, who are a very formed team, it seemed, in this pre-season after much less training and less games than them. And uh, we did OK in that game. And then the game against Minnesota, which was a nice little wake-up call for us, to be fair, at the end of a trip where the boys have worked really hard. So since then, we've had two good performances, two good results. Are they a bearing on what happens on Saturday? Not particularly. We've worked as hard as we can in this, in this month or so to prepare. Um, and we come up against a really good opponent straight away. So we have to show it. That's when the important stuff starts. I don't know, Chelsea played a, a huge part in, in your life, obviously. Do, can you still, I know you can't follow them as much as obviously you used to do, but have you been following them as closely, especially with this game in, in mind, about how their present season's gone as well? Yeah, I, I, I do follow them closely. They're a team that I played for and managed for, you know, it's a huge part of my life. And I don't have to even try to, to dismiss that. It will always be with me. And um, I've got a lot of friends and uh, that work at Chelsea, that support Chelsea. And I'll always have that feeling for the club. But I think anyone who knows me knows how much I, I'm dedicated to this job and how much I've become ingrained in this club, or I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be successful here. So my eye is always on us. Chelsea coming up first means you, of course, cast our eye over them on pre-season. We have a knowledge of Chelsea anyway, myself and my staff. We played a good game against them last year. But, you know, as I say, you can never underestimate the, the, the tactical changes they can make, the new players that they brought in, the quality of player that they have anyway. So I think it's just important for me that we prepare as well as we can. And that, that starts with me and the messages that I give to the players. And just finally, for me, if I may, I've got a long list, it seems, about injuries. Can I go through them with you? Is that okay? <coughs> yeah. So, Dom, obviously, you've mentioned. Uh, Tom Davies? Uh, should be training with us next week. Uh, Andre? Uh, a week or two away. Uh, Yeri? Fit. Uh, Asmir? Fit. We hope. Just about fit. Okay. He's worked very hard. He's ahead of schedule. Um, Seamus, where, where is he? Uh, fit is going to play for the under-21s tomorrow night to get some minutes. He's behind in terms of fitness, but typically shameless like he's working very hard to get up to speed. I think Alan is the only other one I've got on my list. Yeah, fit, but still um, trying to get probably some match minutes for Alan. He's not played so many minutes in pre-season, so he's part of the squad. But again, we need to try and maybe work how our training is and getting him match fit. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Thank you. Thanks, Simon. Mike from Radio Merseyside, please. Hi, Frank. Um, obviously, you've been able to bring in some players. You're looking for more reinforcement before the transfer window closes. But, but the vast majority of the squad are the players that you had last season. Uh, how much courage and, and sort of, uh, you know, how sort of pleased are you with, with what you got from them the back end of last season, where it was a million miles from what you're getting when you first came to the club or what Everton had been doing before you arrived at Goodison because there was massive improvement from a number of players and albeit we know the fans played a huge part but the players stepped up so <coughs> how much confidence can you take that you've got yet yeah, same group of players but, but, but these are better yeah I'm pleased I was obviously pleased with the reaction of the players in the running it was, in, it was a great reaction and we got results against big teams in big moments so that's that's a test 
it felt personally as I came in, we had a lift and then we had a difficult period where we were struggling for results. And then, the, you know, the players, they're the ones that go out there. They, they fought, they, they got big results against big teams and turned around a game against Palace, which we looked like we were finished in. So um, that's something we have to hold on to. Uh, to be a top, a top player and to be part of a top squad and a top club, you have to have consistency. So we can't look past the fact that while we, we were there for a reason, so the players have to work at that. I have to work at that to, to work the team to get that level of consistency that doesn't take us to that position again. But then the realism is that this is the Premier League and it's unforgiving. So that's why I'm talking about there's two sides of it. It's two sides of it is my work on the training pitch and the players and engaging with them to try and get every improvement we can. And then how we can improve the squad, having lost Richardson, who's a big player for us, to take us forward. Um, and move up the table and be where we want to be. And so I think it's, it's absolutely a time I keep getting asked, what's your expectations for the season? I can't give you that answer. My expectations that can only be the game ahead of us, uh, working on the pitch, working off the pitch, trying to improve the club in any way possible that we can. And there's a lot of good people at the club now that are really working in a good direction. And that has to stay. We have to get the culture and everything right um, and move forward and, and keep this, this uh, unified feeling that we had was proud to be part of it in the back last weeks of the season where it was a club that had from top to bottom from every fan that was involved that stood outside the ground and that two hours before the game that's an important part of us so we must work on every side of our game to try and make sure that we're not in a situation that we were last year and we're better James Tarkovsky is one of your signings uh, I mean he's, he's a, a cracking defender you know he, he lives and dies by his defending and is very proud of that but he's a leader as well, isn't he? And he's an organiser. Mm. And I know much how, much how much you value Seamus Coleman as a leader. But maybe there, aren't, there haven't been enough leaders in, in the squad. And, and what can he bring in that sense as well? Yeah, uh, I, I agree in terms of... Well, Seamus will be club captain and cap, captain of this club for, for as long as he's here, in my opinion, because of how he holds himself and the player and the legend that he is here. And, and that's important to say. Uh, and of course we've got Jordan who's worn the armband in pre-season who's England's number one and put in extraordinary performances and, and is growing for me as a, as a lad as well within the dressing room but yeah with James he's a player I admired greatly player of, of high, high ability high defensive ability very good on the ball as well my opinion defense, defensively in, in, in ways of trying to improve our build and how we move the ball through the pitch and a leader by nature and I, I saw that from afar he hasn't uh, disappointed in the month or so that he's been training with us. Um, he doesn't need an armband. He just needs to go out and, and behave the way he behaves and, and he rubs off on people. So I think he'll be a big signing for us on many fronts. And you mentioned before you want to get the team playing the way that you want them to play. How, how are you going to get there? And what is that your preferred way of playing? What would you like to see from Everton, if not on Saturday, but then moving forward over the next sort of weeks and months uh, style of play yeah I, I don't want to make huge predictions because it was a really interesting period for me to be here in my few months at the back end of last season because I understood and I'd understood it in different ways in my coaching career but when you've you're given problems that you've got to find solutions for you may have to compromise on some things that you like to do or how you want to play so I think in the situation we're in now we're in that pro we're in that process of, of trying to find the best way to get results now step by step can we make us a better team on the ball? I think in terms of how we moved the ball through, we were, we were quite direct at times towards the end of last season. I think it was really effective. I don't want to lose that in our game, but can we vary our game? That's where we want to get to and have more balance in our play. Uh, and in terms of the spirit and the desire shown in some of those huge games, yeah, well, let's just keep that going. That has to stay. 
um, the the foundation for me of this club and these players and the way we are has to be how good we are off the ball. I think the rest of it can come in terms of how good we are on the ball, but we have to be an organised team with plenty of energy and a desire to, to, to not give away goals and keep clean sheets. That's a base. And from then on, of course, we want to improve the way we play, but that is definitely a feeling of a step-by-step -step thing for us. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. We'll go to Alistair at BBC Sport. Hi, Frank. Um, I don't know if the two things are related, but obviously Dominic was out injured for large parts of last season. And then at the end of the season, he posted on social media about his mental health and how he was struggling with that. How is his mental capacity after this latest, latest breakdown? Well, probably probably a question for Dominic. I know he's not here to answer it, but um, in terms of the support I think he feels from the club, I hope that um, certainly our personal relationship is very strong. And um, I, I spoke to Dominic and it's best to keep it private after that post. I saw it. Um, offered my support in any way possible. And I hope, I hope he knew it was there anyway, but it was certainly worth going to him again on that one. I spoke to him the evening after he got injured this week to see how he was. He was nicely positive, but disappointed because he's, he's been in great form in pre-season. And when I talk about that, I mean on the training pitch and in his demeanour. Um, and I think mental health is great that we now have a, a, a better understanding of it. It's great that players feel comfortable in being able to express it publicly. Um, and I also think it is probably very commonplace in certainly this industry with the amount of scrutiny and pressure that's on young players, young men who have to maybe pick up their phone and, and see a lot of things said about them and, and go to the workplace and actually sometimes get a lot of things said to them. So I think it's worth getting the balance right here of you know, what ha the, the, the environment that these players are working in and the support that we, uh, that we give them and hopefully, well, I'm pretty sure and I hope and if we ever get this wrong then it will be on us but Dominic feels a real backing from myself, from staff, from teammates, from people. I know he's got close relationships with people above me in the club and that's very important. So was it a social media thing that maybe affected him last year? Do you think? Oh no, I don't know that. I'm not sorry if, if I've gone down the wrong angle of that. I don't know the... Uh, that social media itself was the um, the the thing that that Dominic was writing about. But what I do know that if any form of of these situations that players get in, we have to be there to support them. And uh, if they want to speak, we talk about how everybody needs to speak more these days, and that's all well and good. But sometimes it's for the player to find the right time to speak and to know that there are people there that will listen to. A lot of people, um, or maybe fans, really, since Dominic's injury yesterday have. Asked a little bit how the club's found itself in a position where you've lost Richarlison. Obviously, Dominic was injured quite a lot last season, where you find yourself in a position so light up front now. Mm. Um, could you explain that, how you're so light up front, given Richarlison left and Dominic was only ever one injury away from being so light up top? Uh, yeah, well, but the first thing I'll say is I don't think we're the only Premier League team that you might look at a certain area of the pitch and say, well, they're still looking for a solution there. I think there are some teams that are right at the top end of the pitch that are. I hear their manager say, I need, I need to find someone in a forward area, a left-back area, a midfield area. So the, when the window goes three weeks into the season um, to say that everyone should get their business done early, cut and dried, it sounds great. It's not, the, it's not actually the, always the way that's the easiest way to do it. We have, as I say, Salomon Rondon as a, as a number nine, as such, who's suspended for one game, so he misses this game. We have attacking options and we have a view that we will look in that area of the pitch to, to possibly strengthen. And in terms of people talking about maybe younger players that have gone on loan or at, left the club, they need development. They need development to be at a level to play in the Premier League. So um, we're very aware of the areas where we want to um, uh, improve on, and that's for us to do. And are you also looking to strengthen in midfield? 
But again, I don't want to get drawn too much in areas of the pitch. I think you know you'll see tomorrow and the injury list I've said there that we don't have big numbers in the midfield area. I think it's a it's a clear area of the pitch where we may want to improve. That's for us to do. And just last of all, um, <coughs> you spoke there about uh, playing Chelsea and obviously the game from last season as well. I just wondered. Obviously, there's a lot of uncertainty there. New ownership coming in. Um, they've had sort of mixed results pre-season, and there seems to be a lot of uh, player trading going on as well. I just wondered if that's an advantage for you or something you can take advantage of, the uncertainty that still surrounds the club. They've still got a really high level of squad and it's their problem, not mine anymore. I obviously have an eye on it. And uh, I think the change in ownership can be a really positive thing for the club. I know some of the people involved in that um, and, I, and I'm sure that the, from the people I know and the, the, the sounds and the good people that already work at the club uh, that are still there it will go in the right direction in the longer term. In the short term, they have a really strong squad. And if they're, as much as I'm sitting here saying we may want to do things and we, we're missing Dominic and we may want to bring players in, they may do that, but they have a really strong squad. So I don't think there's there's so much that we can feel like we're getting in there early on them. I think no matter what their pre-season has been, we know that they're a, player, a team full of internationals. So we've got to be at it no matter what. Okay, thanks. thanks, Alistair. Are there any further questions in the open section before we move on to the... Newspapers. Patrick. Frank, we've obviously seen Delhi further forward in a striking role. Do you see him as a solution there, potentially with Dominic Bienos? Yeah, potentially. I think he's um, he made his name as a, as a second striker, in my opinion, of Harry Kane. Had some great years at Tottenham with that. He's maybe moved back generally at Tottenham over, as the years went on, generally to become more of a number eight or slightly more of a structured midfield player than a so I think when you look at our squad at this moment yeah with the areas where we're looking and saying that we've got solutions he's certainly in the running for a solution for that how much does that change what you're looking to do on the pitch tactically like let's say for example replacing hypothetically Delhi and, and Dominic yeah I think there's um, there are different sides to it there's the uh, the side of do you have an aerial threat so much that Dominic naturally brings you no so can you hit balls into Dominic as much no do you have a player that can maybe drop between the lines a little bit more because naturally they're a midfield player yes so can that help you in terms of getting numbers uh, in midfield to help you get possession without trying to take away your threat that's in the box so I think there's a balance to that and that's something certainly as as coaching staff if we're going to uh, change in the way we play whether it's forced or a choice I think it's something that the players need to have the information of what the good things are and what the maybe not so good things are that come with that change. Cheers, Frank. Okay. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.